Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. The word says, the spirit of heaviness put on the garment of praise. This is how I fight my battles. 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 Just when you think you're lost. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are visiting us today for our our worship service, our online worship service. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I'm the senior minister at Unity of Farmington Hills. I want to thank our music team for that awesome opening congregational song. Thank you for that. It was an amazing performance. I'm going to share some announcements, and then we'll get back to the service. Today at 11 o'clock, we have our Sunday fellowship gathering. It will be a link, I mean a Zoom gathering. The link for all of our Zoom events will be on our website, unityfh.com. Tomorrow is our Zoom house party for at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. Last week was canceled for the holidays, but I'll be back tomorrow. and We're going to enjoy ourselves and have a ball. Wednesday is our Wednesday evening meditation at 7 p.m., Everyone is welcome to join us for all of our events, all of our weekly events. So feel free to invite others if you want to. If you miss the Wednesday evening meditation, you can go to the website, and that's unityfh.com. Click on the calendar of events, find the Wednesday that you missed, 
and you can listen to the recording. Next week, which is the week of the 21st through the 27th, I'm on vacation. I will be attending the online Great Lakes Unity Regional Conference, which is from September 21st through the 24th. It's going to be an awesome conference. It'll be the first one that our region has and everyone is welcome to, to attend. So if you'd like to attend, the fee is $150. You can register at greatlakesunity.com. Sunday the 27th, we will be having our All Music Sunday. The service is going to be amazing. You're going to enjoy the music. Feel free to invite others to join the service. On September 28th, we will have our first critical conversation uh, meeting and it will open, we're, we'll be opening that with the movie 13th. So that's a really deep movie. I will suggest bring pen and paper so you can jot down anything that stands out for you. And so that day we will watch the movie and then the next week, which was October 5th, we are going to start the conversations by sharing what you felt about the movie and then opening up and sharing what you feel about what's going on in the United States with the racial injustice, the systemic racism, and anything in the Black Lives Matter as, as well. And then on, and that will be at 7 p.m. by the way, it's gonna take the place of the 7 p.m. Zoom house parties. So we'll discontinue the house parties at 7 p.m. and continue and begin our critical conversations. On October 4th, the women's group will start their monthly meetings again. It will be at 2 p.m. And then it'll be the first Sunday of every month at 2 p.m. Those links will be on the website as well. My Practicing the Presence class begins on October 6th. It'll be from October 6th to November 7th. It's the 17th. It is a seven-week class uh, based off of the book Practicing the Presence by Joel Goldsmith. So you do need to purchase it. You can go to smile.amazon.com to purchase that book. And if you haven't linked your Amazon account to Unity of Farmington Hills, go ahead and sign up through smile.amazon.com. Everything that you purchase proceeds will be donated to our amazing church. To email, to sign up for my class, please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. And I'll send you the link to the classes the week before it begin, the classes begin. And then we're having a movie night. It will be a Zoom movie night on October 24th. That movie will be under the Tuscan sun. That, it'll be at 7 p.m. is when the movie starts. And, and then we will have our Giving Sunday on October 25th. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube page, I invite you to subscribe and I invite you also to like our Facebook page if you haven't done so already. So to keep track of everything that's going on at our church, please feel free to visit our website, unityfh.com. The events are listed under the calendar of events and they're also, a lot of them are listed on our homepage. To schedule an appointment with me during my office hours, which are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Tuesday and 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Wednesday, or to request prayer, you may email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com 
or you can call me at 313-515-3071. That concludes our announcements. And now as we join our music team in singing Surely the Presence, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. The Daily Word for today, Sunday, September 13th, 2020, is love. The affirmation reads, I open my heart in love. I'm going to read that again, and then I'd like you to affirm that with me. I open my heart in love. Together, I open my heart in love. The message reads, I express the love I feel in my heart by showing my affection and giving nurturing attention. I speak loving, positive words that let those I care about know how much they mean to me. As my words affirm their goodness, beauty, and intelligence, I watch those qualities bloom like flowers blessed by sunshine. I extend my arms and embrace my family and friends with the warmth and comfort of unconditional love. I support my loved ones with compassion and care on their journey through life. I share my wisdom as I teach, my experience as I advise, and my understandings as I console. I pray for those I love, knowing that the Christ within them is the light that guides them everywhere they go and in everything they do. I am grateful for my role in my loved one's lives. Little children, let us love, not in words of speech, but in truth and action. 1 John chapter 3, verse 18. Let us pray. So I invite you now to take a deep breath. Gently close your eyes. And allow your focus to flow down into your heart center. Becoming aware of that peace and calm that exists in this very moment. 
allowing yourself to open up to the feeling of oneness in your heart. Oneness with that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good omnipotent. Affirming and acknowledging that we are one with God. Therefore, we are inherently good as well. We open ourselves up to allow that presence to come forth and awaken our mind, our heart, and our bodies and our very souls to receive the message for today to be open and ready and receptive to follow God's guidance on how to manifest the message in our lives and to become a deeper expression of love and oneness with God. Our hearts are open, receptive, and filled with gratitude. And we thank you, God, for blessing us, for blessing this worship service, and for blessing the message today. In the mighty name and in the nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us know our growth affirmation together, believing and trusting and having confidence in God that God is answering it and growing our church. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we're going to have our first special song entitled Overcomer, and it will be led by Laurel. And then I'll be back with our message for today.
Wow, that was really nice. Thank you. I appreciated that song. Laurel, I like when you sing that song. I love how upbeat it is. And I really appreciate all of the time and talent and rehearsals and practices and everything you all do to be a really, really phenomenal music team. Thank you so much. You're truly a blessing to our spiritual community. Thanks again. So there are these two brothers who were waiting for their mom to make breakfast. She was making pancakes and they were fighting over who was going to have the first pancake. And they're going back and forth, going back and forth. And finally their mom was like, wait, okay, boys, stop, stop. He, she said, you know, if Jesus were here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. And the oldest brothers thought about it. And it's like, that's true. He would say that. So he turned to his little brother and said, I will let you be Jesus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this month of October, I mean, uh, September symbolizes divine order and unity. And Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who were the co-founders of unity, believed that we had 12 faculties that we are here to spiritualize, to strengthen and to rejuvenate, um, regenerate in order to be a more powerful expression of the Christ that we are. And so divine order represents our ability. It is our ability to sequence, to organize, to balance and to adjust our life with the flow of God's will. And when we are in the flow of divine order, we actually experience a life that is balanced, a life that is harmonious, a life that is peaceful, where we walk in divine health and divine wholeness, divine well-being, and experience deep love, true love within ourselves for God, for ourselves, and for everyone else in the world. And we experience prosperity as well. Divine order is actually the universal, the, the intelligence of the universe expressing in and in within each one of us. And it is God's universal law of creation. So when we look at divine order in the metaphysical standpoint, it is divine mind, divine idea, divine expression, because Within the divine mind of God is where all creation starts. And through the, it, within the divine mind of God, God creates through divine ideas and manifests in divine expression. So it manifests in the spiritual realm of existence first, and then it becomes, it go, becomes physical in this world. So you and I were concepts in God's mind created with the divine ideas of being in the image and likeness of God. And then in God's mind was a spiritual uh, divine expression of it. And then we were conceived and now we are the physical expressions of it. When we are in alignment with the divine, the, the divine mind, the, the divine order that is God, We intentionally co-create our life with God 
because the truth is since we are one with God we're one with the divine that we're one with divine order which means that in our minds we create through ideas and thoughts as well that manifest spiritually through imagination in our in our consciousness and then is comes into fruition in our world through our actions through our words through what how we uh, express in this world so today what I want to speak on the title of my talk is living in the flow of the divine and when I spoke last week last Sunday I spoke on expressing divine mind and the reason I spoke on expressing divine mind is because I realized that the most powerful way for us to truly walk in the in the flow of divine order is to really come into an experience of divine mind within our very being so through meditation meditating on the ideas the thoughts the the truth of God so that it, it will awaken inside of us and then being mindful of it but I want to talk a little bit deeper on this being mindful and looking deeper and being one with God and expressing or practicing the experience of God on a regular basis when we do these things we find ourselves more in tune with who we truly are and there are several ways that we can overcome those parts of our consciousness that may be distracting us or tempting us from living in the flow of the divine and I want to use a scripture first to open up this idea of who we are inside it comes from 1 John chapter 4 verse 4 and I read this scripture and used this scripture during the world day of prayer and I'm going to use it again today to start us off and then we're going to have a couple more scriptures that we use but 1 John chapter 4 verse 4 I'm reading from the living translation says but you belong to God my dear children you have already won the victory over those people because the spirit of because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Now this part in the beginning of verse 4 that says you belong to children you belong to God my ch children you have already won a victory over the people over those people rather those people represent false prophets those thoughts in our minds that subtly elude us and distract us and veer us away from living in the expression of the divine that we are and they they can become a temptation that keeps us from co-creating our highest and best good in our life and so they can be a form of the temptation through things that keep us caught up in our human desires or they can be a temptation to get caught up in fears where false evidence appear real in the world so we discussed during the world day of prayer moving from fear to faith by affirming coming into the consciousness of confessing our fears and then affirming the truth so we will confess that which we are feeling which is actually a relative truth because it changes is a part of what our body what our human consciousness our 
the the spirit in us that is the lowercase self in that scripture that we read in first john chapter 4 verse 4 that is the lowercase s in that spirit represents the human consciousness is the spiritual vibration of our human body and our human consciousness and then when you look at the first spirit that has a capital s in this last part of the verse four the spirit who lives in us that is greater that is the human consciousness is the spiritual essence of the christ in us it is a higher vibration than the human it's the spiritual vibration of the human side of us and so when we are in a space of being distracted and tempted by those aspects of our human side that's the lowercase self distracting us we can actually use what is called the law of perpetual trans transmutation of energy the law of perpetual transmutation of energy says that we all have the power to change our lives, to change our circumstances, to change our very minds. He, it says that we use higher vibrations that consume and transmute the lower vibrations into a, 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 a higher experience, a higher expression. And that's how we can shift from being willful where we are willfully being distracted and, and choosing not to live in the flow of the divine. Whenever you're willful, you're denying and rejecting divine will, divine order, the things of God. And, and so it shifts us into a higher vibration. This law of perpetual transmutation of energy shifts our energy into a higher vibration where we flow into living in the where we just begin to live in the flow of the divine so i want to share a couple ways that jesus literally used this law which could also be the fourth unity principle that says through at, through deniers and affirmations we realign our mind with the consciousness of god we realign our mind with god through prayer meditation denial and affirmations we realign our mind with god so I want to start off with discussing the uh, when Jesus went into the wilderness after he was baptized and he committed to li to living his purpose in life his and his ministry in life he was led into the wilderness the wilderness represents those undisciplined unruly error-based error-based false thoughts beliefs and ideas that are in our mind and he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights of fasting. 40 is a spiritual number that represents preparation. Fasting represents releasing and, and purifying those thoughts, releasing those thoughts, denying the power of those unruly, undisciplined, false error thoughts, beliefs, and habits, shifting that part of your consciousness by fasting from it, releasing the power that it has over your mind, and then affirming the truth. And so during this time that Jesus was in the wilderness, which is in chapter is Matthew chapter four, this chapter talks about the temptation of Jesus. He is tempted here to change uh, bread into, I mean, stones into bread so that he could eat because at this point he is very weary. He's very hungry. He's very tired. He's kind of tuckered out his body is kind of tuckered out and so he's in this temptation to go back into the form of 
the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life that tempt us to move into a sinful inner, sinful behavior that's out of alignment with God. So what Jesus does while he's going through these temptations is he continuously uses the scripture, the power of the word of God in scripture. He uses the spirit of scripture to transmute and raise his vibration up into a higher form of vibration. So where he is tempted to change stone into bread, he says, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And while he's doing that, he's transmuting his consciousness to say that the, the food that I give from the spirit of God feeds my spirit, which is a higher vibration than my body. And then in the second time that he is using the power of the scripture, the power of God's word. So he's still speaking it, but he's using the power of scripture. He is tempted to test out whether or not God will save him. And he says in scripture, because Satan, which represents the false prophet, those false thoughts, says it tempts him to jump off of a cliff and let the angel save him. And he says, the scripture also says, you must not test the Lord your God. Now, we often tend to move in a space of testing God. For instance, during this coronavirus, with people saying, oh, I trust God. I don't need to wear a mask. I don't need to wash my hands. I don't need to do all of these precautions that they're telling us to do. Well, that right there is testing God. It is an unwise way of responding to this pandemic. And you're going to get a consequence that matches that unwise uh, consciousness that you are sowing into. So what happens is whenever we act foolish or which that would be considered a foolish way of behaving, you will have consequences for that action. They may not come right away, but they will catch up with you. So Jesus says here, do not test God because the spirit in us is greater than the human side that wants to puff itself up and walk out on our own form of law instead of following God's law and then expect God to protect us in the process. You got to stay in spirit to be protected by spirit. The third way that Jesus used scripture was when he was tempted to... Be caught up in the world, the things of this world, the possessions of this world. He is told, I will show you the kingdom. I'm showing you the kingdoms and you can have all of this if you kneel down to me. So what that means is kneeling down to allowing your human side to take over and become more obsessed or focused on receiving and accumulating the possessions in life instead the human possessions and physical possessions in life instead of the spirit. And so that is considered the lust of the eyes. It's like keeping up with the Joneses. And it's really interesting because I was talking to my son the other day and he was saying that he knows a lot of people who several friends, he, he'll be 23 next month. And he has several friends who are always comparing themselves with other people and trying to keep up with their peers. And he said that, he makes him his own 
his own, he sets his own goals for himself and he is his own Jones. So he keeps up with himself. So keeping up with the Joneses means for him, always moving to a higher vibration of his own excellence, not the excellence of someone else, bringing forth what he feels inside of himself that God is guiding him to do, not what he sees somebody else doing. And when you do that, you, you let go of the lust of the eyes and taking possessions and trying to keep up with other people. And you move into the spiritual eyes and listening and, and manifesting through the spiritual expression. So though, this is the way that Jesus gave, overcame the temptation to give into the, the lust part of the human expression is that he used the power of scripture. He spoke it forth and used the power of scripture. And the second way that he did this was through prayer. In Luke 22, I'm going to go down to verse 39. This is when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right before he's been arrested, he is going through a lot of fear. And actually, in Matthew chapter 26, I want to say this first. Chap Matthew chapter 26, verse 35. He is so fearful. Remember, this is the human side of what you're feeling and experiencing through the human spirit side of your consciousness. He says, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. He says, stay here and keep watch with me. So he's talking to James, Peter and John, who were always with him. And every time he performed a miracle, which lets us know in is a representation that what, whenever we move into the expression of overcoming something, it is best to do it with the other powers, with other powers combined in the same situation. So here he has faith, which is Peter. He has love, which is John and John's brother, James, which represents wisdom. When you have faith, love, and wisdom in that consciousness, it moves you in a higher vibration of confessing what's going on inside of you and then affirming the truth. So he confesses that his soul is crushed with, crushed with grief. Now that's times when we go through being nervous about having a conversation with somebody. It may be a, a difficult conversation that we have to have. And I used to have these a terrible times talking to people because I had such a strong uh, people pleasing in me where I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. But then I let people run over me and there were times I needed to express my truth. And I was so nervous to have those conversations or say there is a situation you're nervous about being in or stepping into, or say there's something going on at your job and you are really nervous to go to work because you just don't like being at work. That could be something that will be your soul is crushed by grief. Or say you're really angsting and worried about a procedure that you have to, or a surgery that you have to, that you have to have done. Or with me, so I used to be so terrified to go to the dentist and have feelings, uh, to have a feeling put in or cleanings. I couldn't stand that because I was, I, I had, I was just afraid of having them on my face and that it felt claustrophobic. 
And also I had a huge fear of bridges, which I'm still working myself through. But the way I'm working myself through is this second way that Jesus did. In Luke chapter 22, we're going to do this now. Verse uh, 40, Jesus tell he's in the garden of Gethsemane. Like I said, he has John, James and Peter with him. And he tells them to pray that you will not give in to temptation. So that's another way of overcoming temptation is through prayer. Then verse 41 says he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed. So while he's telling them to pray that they're not overcome by temptation, he's literally doing it himself. So he's doing this along with the faith in himself, the love in himself and the wisdom in himself. He's using those qual- those faculties all together with the Christ in himself to speak to God. So he's trusting God. There's a scripture in Psalm 56, verse 3, that says, But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in God. And that's what Jesus is doing here. When he was in the wilderness, he put his trust in God's word. Here he's putting his trust in God. And he prays and says, Father, this is verse 42. Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. But I want your will to be done, not mine. The beautiful thing that shows up in this, cha- in this chapter, the uh, situation, and in the situation where Jesus was in the wilderness is that an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Angels represent a heightened awareness of the truth of God. As a matter of fact, Charles Fillmore, who's the co-founder of Unity, in his book, The Revealing Word, says that angels are the word of truth in which is centered the power of God to overcome all limited beliefs and conditions. He says they're messengers from God that infuse you with the power of the truth of God to overcome and transmute. So this law of perpetual uh, transmutation and energy, when we use this law in our life, which says that we can overcome the pot, we have the power to change and overcome any conditions in our life. When you pray, when you use the power of God's word, you literally heighten yourself to a higher vibration of the truth that you are because the angel shows up, which is like what happens is you get this aha of the truth of who you are in God. It's like t- the taking the torch and lighting the Olympics torch, taking the torch of God's word and lighting up the Christ in yourself. You become a full expression of God. And what happens is you become strengthened. It says here, an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Now, this is when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, when he was saying those scriptures. It says. Then the devil went away, which means the false prophets, those false thoughts are transmuted to a higher vibration and angels came and took care of Jesus. So you move into the flow of divine order and God takes over and God shifts and changes your life by you choosing with your will, your power of will to align your mind with God's mind 
through speaking the power of the scriptures, the spiritual, the spiritual vibration of the scriptures, the spiritual light of the scriptures, and through prayer, using your word by praying directly to God and confessing directly to God. When you do that, you shift your life. And when you shift your life, you align with the divine order of God. You move into willingness and you open yourself up for God's will to be manifest in your life. And then you become a fuller, a, a fuller experience and expression of divine mind, which opens up the divine ideas that you are. And then you begin to experience God manifesting divine expression in your life. Aren't you ready to live in the flow of the divine? Aren't you ready to release all temptations of fear, all temptations of anything that distracts you from being the fullness of the experience of Christ inside of you? Aren't you ready to experience divine mind? Well, if you are, I would ch challenge you to use these examples that Jesus used, showed us. Use scripture, which means you have to study scripture. You have to read scripture. Use scripture and use the spirit of the word. So you study it, you sit in it, you meditate in it, and let the spirit of scripture be used in you to transmute any of those lower vibrational thoughts into the higher truth and the gold of the spirit that you are so that that spirit that is greater in you can be lit up even more highly and uh, released and allowed to express more deeply in your life. And then you also pray, talk directly to God, share directly with God how you feel wholeheartedly, knowing that as, when you're afraid, you can trust in God to bring forth your highest and greatest good. The angels, angels will show up which means you will receive a higher experience of an aha of who you are in God and who God is in you. And you will activate a higher vibration of living in the flow of the divine. Thank you, God, for that message. And thank you all for listening. Namaste. And so now as we shift into the giving segment of our service, bring forth in your mind the consciousness of what it is that you wish to give to Unity of Farmington Hills. And go ahead and allow yourself to put your hand over your heart and take a deep breath, breathing in prosperity and exhaling prosperity. Prosperity. And let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And for those who are giving online, go, you can go to unityfh.com. Make your donations there. And also for those of you who are sending in your donations, send them to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32 500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And however it is you choose to give, as I always say at every service, I thank you, I thank you, and I thank you. Because we are all, the, the church is expanding, growing, and able to cover our financial obligations because of the donations that you're sending in. 
And I, so I'm grateful for that. God is blessing us and we're blessing our spiritual community. So now we're going to have our next uh, special song entitled Times Like These. And it will be, the song will be led by Laurel and Lauren. And then I will be back with our closing prayers. So I'll see you in a little bit.
times like these It makes us who we are In times like these That was awesome too. I like that song a lot. When you you all sang it the first time, I I really is an upbeat song that has a lot of meaning to it. I like that song as well. Thank you for that, everybody. So let us go ahead and prepare for our virtual prayer circle. So think of who it is that you'd like prayer for, even if it is for you. And go ahead and take a deep breath. And call forth the name. You can close your eyes so that we can go into this prayer. And then call forth the names of those who you'd like prayer for, even if it's for you. And God, as you hear these names calling, coming forth, we are grateful for the opportunity to stand in the gap and affirm in the lives of these people who we pray for affirm that your highest and greatest good is manifesting in their life right now as I pray I'm affirming that I'm decreeing that and that is where we pray from we pray from the the consciousness that it is already done and we thank you for that God thank you for every single way you are blessing you are healing you are resolving you are awakening you are unfolding whatever way that everyone's soul is seeking their highest and greatest good you are meeting that right now and so we thank you for that God thank you for the mighty way that you prepared this service through everyone who contributed to it for their time their talent and their treasure thank you for everyone who promotes unity of Farmington Hills thank you for blessing them as well blessing this spiritual community and blessing the world in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we lift up this prayer and thank you God amen and so now let us affirm our prayer for protection together the light of God surrounds us the love of God enfolds us the power of God protects us the presence of God watches over us wherever we are God is and all is well. So for those of you who will be at the fellowship gathering today, I will see you at 11 o'clock or in a, in a little bit. And for those of you who are not, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and the rest of your week. I hope to see you during the activities that we have this week, either tomorrow or Wednesday. And however it is you share experience your week know that God is with you loving you and blessing you and I love you as well let's close out by singing the peace song with our music team again I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid I will see you next time let's sing the peace song with our music team bye-bye
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.